Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. We've come. Written by the real Federal. Most of the ships came unannounced. They came from every direction to the small, often overlooked system of the Orion Arm. The Tereshkova traffic control station was overwhelmed by the sheer number of ships that arrived on the otherwise uneventful Tuesday. Ships from scores of races stacked up as they waited for parking orbits, each ship sending request after request for clearance to land their shuttles on the surface. The senior space traffic controller looked helplessly at the supervisor. Where the hell are they all coming from? I have 35 unscheduled ships awaiting an orbit, and all of them are requesting clearance to land their shuttles in Fayetteville. Why there of all places? It doesn't make sense, sir. His supervisor shrugged in helplessness. Get them in and let Fayetteville ATC know that they're about to have visitors. As large as the hall of the Bordeaux Center was, it could not hold everyone. Visitors spilled out into the hallways, talking softly with each other out of respect for the customs of the humans that they were here to see. Aliens of every size and shape, each dressed in their finest uniforms, spoke to the humans gathered here to ensure that they did not break protocol and custom. The uniforms of the aliens reflected the character of the race that wore them. A trio of somber four-armed Dalson Pathfinders in dark blue uniforms with minimal awards were in deep conversation with the quintet of winged aviac drop commandos. Their multicolored dress smocks covered in so many medals and gold braid, it was a wonder that they could stand. A lone silicate scout sniper, decorations embedded directly onto his rock-like skin, was in animated discussion with a pair of small teddy bear-like Germain combat engineers, proudly wearing the fur-trimmed crimson drum suits. Across the Great Hall, the humans and aliens alike periodically glanced to the front of the hall, where two uniformed humans guarded the long rectangular box that held the man that they'd come to see. Slowly, in order that had no rhyme or reason, but with a military position all of its own, an individual, a pair or so small groups would approach the black casket. Some would stop, say a few words, and leave. Others would remain wordless, but reach out and touch the top of the box for a moment, as if they could reach through and touch the man inside. Many left on top of or amongst the flowers at the base, a token of some sort. Unit crests were the most common medals, often taken from their uniforms of the individual. A few left strange gemstones or rough rocks. Hollow images, drawings, even hard copy 2D pictures were amongst the offerings. Although the room held some of the bravest soldiers from across the galaxy, most were hesitant to approach the trio who stood in the open area near the casket. The woman in a simple black dress, a face showing sorrow, but even more anger, stood protectively over her offspring. 
The daughter, face reflecting her mother, but most could see the strength of her father, especially in her eyes. The son, too young to understand all of this, but obviously trying to be brave. The soldiers, an occasional civilian, would approach her, reach out to clasp hands, and often say a few words that had little to no effect on the woman. Before, they would move awkwardly away before being replaced by another supplicant, trying to offer comfort when none could be given. It was interesting that the first of the aliens that approached the family were the smallest of the races. The Jermaine, smaller than even the young boy, came forward and bowed to the family. Sorry are we of the loss of Ross Maxwell. Sorry are the whole of the Jermaine people for his passing. Their ears drooped in sorrow. The senior of the two addressed the boy. When your father came to us, we were slaves to the Biacher. The Biacher told us that we were weak. They said that we were born to be slaves. Your father taught us to fight. He taught us to be strong. He did not fight for our freedom. He showed us how to take it for ourselves. Because of him, we will never be weak again. He held out his hand. When your father left, he gave this to me. I give it to you to honor him. The boy looked at a piece of metal and grasped it tightly in his hand. They bowed to the family and moved away. The slender Bulgari war mistress came forward next. She extended an arm to the two females, entwining her dozens of tentacles around each of their hands. Your husband spoke of you often, Lydia Maxwell, during the battle to liberate my home world. He was ever by my side, and I'm sorry that he kept him from you for so many years when we were cut off. If it had not been for him showing us that all of our people could be taught to fight, we would have never regained our world. He was my trusted advisor and friend. He taught me that one could be friends with a male, and because of him, all Palgari sexes, male, female, and Eklagra, are unified in defense of our people. As long as our people exist, he shall not be forgotten." A lower hand reached out to the boy, running tentacles through his hair. He looks so much like his sire, it breaks my heart. The single oily tear dripped from her nostril as she hastened away. One after another, each of the aliens stepped forward to explain to the family what he had meant to them. Each one tried to explain why he'd been gone for so many times, what good he had wrought. Lydia's eyes glistened with more sorrow now than anger as she heard the stories. While this was going on, knots of conversation went on amongst the gathered, telling stories about him. Overheard snippets of, We were on top of a mountain for a month, down to throwing rocks at the bastards, and he just paraglides in. He carried so much ammo. I have no idea how his legs didn't shatter on landing, but after we resupplied, he led us on a charge down that mountain. Or one shot at 27 realms, and the High King's head exploded. I'm not lying, 27 realms over iron sights. Yeah, and they're laughing. And then he chased down Dwalok's chieftain through the snow while he was completely nude. He ran down after three hours to get his clothes back each taking in his deeds from others, each almost needing the others to know what he'd done for them. But under it all, each was asking themselves, Why? 
Tereshkova station's red alert siren went off. The signal came from a planetary defense command. The fast-approaching ship was transmitting a verified diplomat IFF code, but all sensors were reading danger. When the computer finally identified the ship, the senior controller blanched white. A Mantodia queen ship, he whispered. The war had been over for less than a decade, and the threat of the Mantodia fleet breaking through to Earth had been the greatest fear of every Terran. The ship transmitted a text signal requesting an orbit and permission to land a shuttle on Earth. The controller looked helplessly at the supervisor, who shrugged. They are proper clearance from PDC, so give them an orbit. The controller transmitted and took a second look. Are you kidding me? Fayetteville, what the hell is going on down there? His supervisor shook his head. I checked the feed, and the only thing going on down there today is a banjo convention, a couple of funerals, and a library opening. He looked at his boss. You figure the bugs are country music fans. There was a commotion at the door and a few alien sounds of distress when the double doors smashed open. Across the huge room, soldiers grasped for weapons that weren't there as a huge Mentodia matriarch, followed by her drone bodyguards, moved across the floor. She strode to the carpeted floor, her traction crawls tearing great rents in the carpet. The human honor guard stepped forward, but were waved back by a senior officer. The matriarch moved next to the casket, and with her combat claws, broke the seals. She lifted up the lid, spilling everything off the top, and peered inside. A high-pitched keen came from her wing cases, and several windows cracked. She slammed the lid shut and turned on the senior most human officer. Her translator volume was set to maximum echoed across the room. So, and it's true then, he ended his own existence. You allowed this. The general tried to speak, but the matriarch shout overwhelmed any reply. What is wrong with you humans? You had a duty to protect him, even if he was from himself. Her foreleg slammed down through the carpet, under layment, and cracked the concrete slab. What sort of creatures are you humans that ask everything from your warriors, yet give them nothing when they return from your endless wars? Now... The most honorable being outside the Mentonia Hive has ended, and you are to blame. A cry of grief caused the matriarch's head to snap around and focus on the small boy, clutching his mother's leg, tears streaming down his face. The massive creature approached the trio and lowered her massive body down to the floor. Her voice, gentle now, whispered out, do not fear me, child of Maxwell. I could not, would not harm you. She looked at Lydia. Queen of Maxwell, I will tell you of your mate. A massive shudder went through the matriarch's body. We were on my clan's newest brood world. We had been fighting for the Lycunter who had owned the world before us. Over the course of time, they had been fighting more and more fiercely because of your mate and his companions. They started to push our warriors back to a new hive and overran it. Your Maxwell contacted us and allowed us to evacuate our eggs and our brood mothers. Do you understand, Queen of Maxwell? We were the most hated enemies, but he allowed our clan to keep the continuity of life. Because of this, we cancelled the invasion of your planet. Because of this, we demanded that the other clans sue for peace. He motioned back at the casket. Because of him, 
and his honor. She extended her combat claws and snapped them off with the primary graspers and placed them on the floor in front of the children. Children of Maxwell, I give you these as a pledge of my word. As long as the descendants of Maxwell live, my clan will not allow Mentodia to harm the human race. As she raised her body, the boy held a piece of metal out to her. This was my father's. You can have it. The matriarch took it with a precision manipulator and nodded at the boy. As she moved back towards the doors, she turned her head and looked at the nearest human officer, her voice booming out from the translator so loud that the words almost broke up. Take these words back to your leaders and tell them that they have to do better by their warriors, or they will be sorry. The matriarch said something that didn't translate as she left the room. The human officer shook his head. Did anyone catch that last part? The translator didn't catch it. A nearby Dabulan assault striker turned to him and said, It doesn't translate well, but the closest I can come is, Get your crap together, you frickers. As the matriarch left the wake of Master Sergeant Ross Maxwell, Special Forces, United Earth Army, she looked down at the item given to her by the child of Maxwell. The crossed arrows and the human letters at the bottom read, Depresso Lieber. She clutched it tight as she walked up the ramp. Author's note at the end. This is dedicated to the 22 current and former soldiers a day who let their demons overwhelm them. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.